The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and exclaimed, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. As scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within him who believes in me. He said this in reference to the spirit that those who came to believe in him were to receive. There was, of course, no spirit yet because Jesus had not yet been glorified. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's a great joy uh, to be with you all tonight. And um, I want to welcome all of our guests that came for Hadley's baptism. And, uh, And tonight we celebrate this feast of Pentecost, which also is cause for great joy. And, and I was thinking about how, you know, 50 days ago we celebrated the Easter Vigil and, and blessed the Easter water. And, and it's been sitting in the front of church ever since then in case anybody wants to fill up their holy water bottles, but it hasn't baptized anybody yet during the Easter season. So this was our last shot, <laughs> which is really a beautiful thing. And, um, and it is this feast where we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. And, and our first encounter for each and every one of us with the Holy Spirit was at our baptism. And, and so it's an opportunity for all of us to remember and reflect on what happened in our own lives on that day as we witness it happening in the life of this child tonight. And the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity and the Holy Spirit's a real person. That's what I wrote about in the bulletin today. But for some reason in our Catholic minds, the Holy Spirit can kind of get set aside. And, and I was thinking even about when I was in army chaplain school, it was like a really interesting kind of time in my life. And, and, uh, and it was interesting listening to non-Catholics talk about Catholics or to listen to non-Catholics talk about their conceptualization of the church. And, and I remember I had this, this friend and, um, and they were a Pentecostal. And, and we were just talking about things one day and she says, but, but we have the Holy Spirit. And, and it was almost as if she was saying, well, we have the Holy Spirit. That's our thing. <laughs> and, and then I heard this other chaplain get up and he was giving a talk on different kinds of Christians. And, and he sort of said this. He, he kind of said, well, Pentecostals and Assemblies of God, they have the Holy Spirit. And Baptists have Scripture. And Catholics have the Eucharist. And, and, and kind of talking about it as if we just have like this one thing and not the others. And, and it just struck me as interesting because, of course, we believe we have all of those things. But, but even we ourselves, sometimes we, we focus on one thing and not the others. And, and maybe we just don't like to focus on the Holy Spirit because like, when people do focus on it, they end up putting their hands on me and praying in tongues and doing all kinds of things. And I'm just like, wait, what are you doing? 
But there's a real gift in, in understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And in Scripture today, like we had this story of the Tower of Babel and how the people wanted to build this tower. And I think when we learned about that in, in CCD as a child, it was sort of like they want to build this tower to get to heaven. And the Tower of Babel is sort of a symbol of the, the ways in which we try to save ourselves or our independence and our, our resistance to trusting God. And because of that sin of pride or that sin of maybe self-determination, the Lord causes confusion in language. He just causes confusion. And everybody's speaking a different language, and now they can't understand each other. And then on the Feast of Pentecost, there's this amazing undoing of that, where the Holy Spirit descends on the apostles, and then they begin to speak, and whatever they say is understood by everyone in every language. And so the Holy Spirit brings clarity where there was confusion or brings unity where there was division. And the Holy Spirit helps us to see that we don't have to do it all on our own. And I imagine that that lesson being learned by the apostles themselves when our Lord at his ascension, you know, he... At the end of the gospel, he sort of commissions them to go and preach to all nations. And then our Lord leaves. And I, and I have always imagined them last, on the Ascension Thursday, we kind of talked about how they were just left standing looking at the sky and, and just wondering, like, how are we going to do this? Like, I can never preach like Jesus preached. And, and I don't even know what I'm doing. And he's saying to go and convert all these people. How am I going to do this? And then the Feast of Pentecost happens and the Holy Spirit descends on them and then Peter gives this sermon and a thousand people are converted. Because it's really the Holy Spirit who does it. It's the Holy Spirit who moves their hearts and, and the apostles are an instrument that the Holy Spirit use, uses. They make themselves available. Last year, about this time, I took part in a retreat. It was a, a healing retreat for married couples called Unveiled and run by Dr. Bob Schutz. And Dr. Bob Schutz and his team are all very kind of charismatic in their approach to things. And, and he, he always does this sculpt exercise, which, which is kind of one of those things that pushes everybody outside of their comfort zone. It's kind of weird, but it, it has an effect. And so, so he'll pick certain people and somebody's the father and somebody's the son and somebody's the Holy Spirit. And, and in this last sculpt that he did, I was chosen to be Jesus. And I think Father Mattia was the father. And, but then there was like, somebody was this married couple in their current state. Somebody was this married couple as, a chill, as children. Somebody were their parents. And, and they were all kind of scattered and and we were in this pose where like the Trinity was in the middle and then all of these people were like angry and looking away and sad and all of these things. And, and there was this point at which, you know, they, they kind of just 
let us be led, you know, and, and, and they're like, okay, so when we tell you, you're just going to go and, and do, do whatever you're moved to do. And, and I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, I, I'm Jesus, so I have to go get all of these people and bring them in to the Trinity. And, uh, and so I remember, like, leaving that place, and I'm going out to get all these people, and nobody really gives a crap that I'm there. <laughs> but everybody just naturally went to the Trinity by themselves. And I kind of ended up walking back there, and I was like, oh, I don't have to do this all by myself. I don't have to do this all by myself. Like, the Holy Spirit has a role that he plays in our lives. And, and, it, and it was such a beautiful lesson because, like, it, it really is and has been my prayer every single day is, is, like, I sit in church and I basically ask the Holy Spirit to bring us people. <laughs> like, Lord, you have to bring us people. <clears throat> And, and he kind of has in, in many ways. Or like, Lord, I need help with this thing. And then somebody shows up. And it's just really been a really beautiful thing. And, and, and there's a particular way, right, that Austin and Bree, like when you gave me a call and you said, we're moving and we want to register and we have baptism coming up. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, you brought me more people. Thank you. And it was the Holy Spirit moving you. And, and today, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that arranged for this baptism to take place on the Feast of Pentecost. Even if the Holy Spirit used the flu or whatever it was that caused us to reschedule. Because that's what happens and, and we get confirmation when, when kind of things land in the right way, in the right place at the right time. And so I just want to invite all of you, like if you haven't maybe thought about the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in your own life or, or prayed to the Holy Spirit for particular intentions, to just give that a try and just, just be open to what might happen. Just as we kind of begin our prayer and we just begin our prayer with come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And, and we ask the Holy Spirit to tell us what to pray about. Or we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what we need. Or we ask the Holy Spirit to do the things that we think are impossible to do. Because the Holy Spirit is a real person. And the Holy Spirit is the person that makes possible the impossible and allows us to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Since we're doing the baptism during Mass, we'll all renew our baptismal promises when the time comes during the baptism. And so now I invite all of you to stand as we offer our prayers of petition to our Heavenly Father. Dear brothers and sisters, let us invoke the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ for this child about to receive the grace of baptism for her parents, godparents, and all the baptized. 
Give this child new birth and baptism through the radiant divine mystery of your death and resurrection and join her to your holy church, we pray to the Lord. Lord Make her a faithful disciple and witness to your gospel, we pray to the Lord. Lord Lead her through holiness of life to the joys of the heavenly kingdom, we pray to the Lord. Lord Godparents, a shining example of faith to her, we pray to the Lord. Keep her family always in your love, we pray to the Lord. Lord Renew the grace of baptism in each of us, we pray to the Lord. Lord and for the intentions of Margie Swanda, for whom this Mass is offered, we pray to the Lord. Lord and we ask the intercession of all of the saints. Please respond, pray for us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, St. John the Baptist, St. Joseph. St. Peter and St. Paul, St. Leo the Great, St. Martin of Tours, St. Jane, all holy men and women, saints of God, 